Ever thought you saw a friend in the distance only to realize it was a complete stranger? But still, there appeared to be some similarities. Greetings from First Covenant Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Pastor Evan, and this is Behind the Text, a podcast that covers the details, points, or Bible nerd stuff we just couldn't pack into last Sunday's sermon. On the first Easter Sunday at the empty tomb, all four of the Gospels tell us that Mary Magdalene was there early in the morning. She was on the scene with some of the other women who followed Jesus. As Mary approached, she and the others discovered that something was not right. The stone had been rolled away. There were no soldiers at the tomb. Eventually, two angels spoke to Mary Magdalene. And then she turned toward a figure who she took for the gardener, but realized that it was Jesus, resurrected from the dead. Who was this Mary Magdalene? In Luke 8-2, we read that she was a disciple of Jesus, along with the twelve, and a number of other women. Jesus had cast seven demons out of Mary, and she and these other women disciples helped support Jesus from their own means. Mary's name is believed to be a matter of place, not family. Magdalene presumably means she came from Magdala, the biggest port town located on the western shore of the Sea of Galilee. But have you also heard that Mary was a prostitute? The New Testament never supplies this detail, nor even alludes to this possibility. But whether it is the Da Vinci Code or hearsay, it has come down through the ages that Mary was a harlot. How did this happen? Enter Mary of Bethany. Mary of Bethany was the sister of Martha from, you guessed it, Bethany not Magdala. Bethany was on the edge of Jerusalem, which is over 100 miles away from Magdala. Mary of Bethany is identified in Luke 10, 38-42 as being from a village, but John 11, 1 gives the more precise location of Bethany. According to Luke 12, Mary of Bethany anointed Jesus with nard, an expensive perfume. Most likely, this was a full anointing that covered Jesus from head to foot. Mary completed this anointing by wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. In the 1500s, John Calvin gave us the helpful reminder from the writings of Pliny the Elder that perfuming the ankles was a sign of luxury in the ancient world. When this perfuming occurred, Jesus indicated that this act was an anointing in advance, even preparation for his death a point most likely lost on Mary and the other dinner guests. But let's stop for a moment. How, you ask, could these two Marys be confused for one another? Well, let's bring in our third Mary. I say Mary, but really we don't know the name of this woman who appeared in Luke 7, 37-50. This account of an anointing with perfume looks different than what we encounter in Matthew, Mark, and John. Here, the woman is described as sinful and only anoints Jesus' feet. With Mary and Bethany, she anoints all of Jesus, which is even more clear because the amount of perfume she uses, that is, Mary of Bethany, would have been way too much for Jesus' feet alone. Because there is some overlap in how all of these stories are told, there have been attempts over the years to harmonize these stories into one unified Mary. As an example, in AD 591, Pope Gregory said that 
she whom Luke calls the sinful woman, whom John calls Mary of Bethany, we believe to be the Mary from whom seven devils were ejected, that is, Mary Magdalene, according to Mark. Of course, more famously, the Da Vinci Code and popular culture have highlighted the status of Mary Magdalene as a prostitute who, spoiler alert, married Jesus. But this idea comes from much later sources, such as the Gnostic texts titled The Gospel of Mary and The Gospel of Philip, which date much later than the Gospels and are dubious factually. Ultimately, we have three people, two Marys and one unnamed but noteworthy woman. Mary, who was identified as being from Magdala and who was the first witness and messenger of the risen Jesus. We have Mary of Bethany, who intently listened to and honored Jesus as no one else around her did. And we have an unnamed woman who was a sinner and who experienced forgiveness, and even more, showed more hospitality to Jesus than the wealthy host of the dinner that Jesus was attending. Three different women, three different testimonies. Let's not harmonize or embellish what are three distinct lives and stories. There are some details that may seem to require a little effort to reconcile, but it is not hard to see that these three distinct lives point to one Messiah and Savior of all. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast so you can continue to hear more content like this. Give us a good rating on your favorite podcast app and share this content with a friend. Also, please join us on Sunday at 10.30 a.m., online only right now, at firstcovenantlincoln.org. And if you want to support us, you can donate while you're there. Have a great day and a happy Easter.